Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline as uh, we sit here and talk some football and getting ready for uh, padded practices now. Sam Monson, lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Sam, how you doing? Doing good. How about you guys? We are doing well. So uh, as the storylines begin to unfold in the NFL, is there anything that's intriguing that's catching your eye right now? Yeah, I mean, we're just going through our uh, division previews on the PFF podcast, and I'm starting to get excited about football now. You know, you, you look at each team, and there's there's some interesting storylines all across the board, and obviously that doesn't even get into – you know, where, how things are going to get affected by COVID and uh, the protocols and guys getting shelved, uh, potentially and all those kinds of things. And, and even the, the way the actual lack of preseason, lack of practice might affect teams. Um, you know, 2011, the lockout was the last time we saw the sort of dramatically truncated preseason. And the trend earlier in the year was offenses hit the ground running. It's always been this sort of cliche that the defenses get things faster and offenses take some some time but actually it sort of proved out the other way because defenses need to make sure everybody is in the right gap not just you know a couple of guys they need to make sure everybody's on the same page for to avoid coverage bumps on the back end so that was where things really started to be a problem and you know one of the teams i think really well positioned to uh ride that if that's true is the pittsburgh steelers because their defense is basically the same. They haven't had any turnover. It's it's the same group. All they've done is is lost some snaps from uh, Javon Hargrave, who departed in in free agency. But they're replacing those snaps with Stephon Tewitt, who's coming back from injury, who was there already. So the Steelers might be a team to to really hit the ground running in terms of a defense being dominant right out of the gate in a in a league where offenses um, find it easier earlier in the season. With some of the quarterback movement we've seen, with Cam Newton going to New England and Philip Rivers going to Indianapolis, Tom Brady going down to Tampa Bay, uh, you look at some of these quarterbacks that are on the move. Who has the ability or the team around them that's going to provide, I guess, the best opportunity for success? I think a couple of them are in really good situations. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay he goes from arguably the worst receiving core in the NFL to one of the best. You know, they had two out of PFS top 10 graded wide receivers last season and, and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Gronkowski comes out of retirement, adds to a tight end room that already had Cameron Brake, O.J. Howard. You know, they've been adding players to the backfield. Like, there's weapons all over the place in Tampa Bay. 
it's maybe a, a slight downgrade in terms of offensive line and pass blocking and that kind of thing. But I think the receiving group is what's going to allow Tom Brady to, to be Tom Brady. You know, he's well capable of mitigating uh, some offensive line struggles if his receivers are really good and they're getting open. You know, he's really good at getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, and I think Rivers is in a good situation in Indianapolis as well. You know, they had built a contending roster at the point where Andrew Luck decided to retire. And, you know, they hoped Jacoby Brissett was able to step up in that system and step up given the talent around him. And he, he really wasn't able to do that. But I think the roster is still in really good shape. And you know, there's a little bit of a question mark at receiver. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton is, is a quality uh, receiver, but Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be relied upon a lot for a second-round rookie right out of the gate, and that's always a little bit of a, a risk. But I think, again, <clears throat> Philip Rivers is in a good situation. So I think those two guys can realistically be looking at making the playoffs and trying to make some noise once they get there. Give me the thoughts on Matthew Stafford coming back after that injury from last year and and being able to guide the Detroit Lions to a better record or maybe as, I'm not going to say a dark horse, but just a team that maybe improves enough to do a little damage within the division. Yeah, well, Stafford's numbers last season were fascinating because at the point where he went down, um, he was hyper-aggressive in terms of you know average depth of target and how far downfield he was throwing the football. Uh, he'd improved that. I don't want to say improved it. He'd increased it by you know a huge amount and, and was a really aggressive downfield passer um, compared to what he'd been before. And you know he was leading the league by a distance that increased that average depth of target by like four yards from the season before. And that's a huge amount. Um, so It'll be interesting to see if he comes back this year. Is he going to play with the same level of aggression, of downfield attacking? Um, because that was, you know, it was a, sort of a strange trend last season that he he jumped so far to the extreme of that statistic and was this hyper aggressive uh, passer, and yet was doing it without a huge degree of, you know, negative plays. Often, when you crank up that average depth of target, you increase the number of interceptions, you increase the number of really bad decisions. Stafford hadn't. I mean, he had a pretty low number of turnover-worthy plays, only had the five interceptions um, before he went down. So, yeah, I'm really fascinated to see what Stafford can do because, obviously, he's one of these classic players who everyone talks about his potential, his raw ability, and you know how good Matthew Stafford at his best can be. It's just we rarely see that guy for any extended period of time. But last season was... It was a kind of glimpse that that guy can still get it done. Talking with Sam Monson, uh, the lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. I want to go out west. Uh, we, we don't talk nearly enough about Seattle. I think Seattle has been one of the more consistent teams in the NFL over the years at just being relevant and, and being a contender every year. Uh, but you look at a team like an up-and-comer like Arizona, you don't know what you've got, uh, but you know that Kyler Murray certainly had an impressive first stint out in that direction. Give me your thoughts on the way the West breaks down, and certainly San Francisco is going to be a contender again as well. Yeah, and, and you know, that, that completely forgets about the Los Angeles Rams, who have a ton of talent as well and are, you know, not that far removed from being in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. the NFC West has the potential to be the toughest division in football because of everything you just talked about. Um, you know, the Seahawks, 
you're right. They they're so good at just consistently being there and, and being there thereabouts. And I think a huge amount of that is because they've got Russell Wilson, who is, you know, I, look, Patrick Mahomes is is in a class by himself right now. But if there's a guy on his heels, I think it's Russell Wilson. And I think you can make the case that Russell Wilson, if he was transported to Kansas City and had Andy Reid as his play caller and had the weapons that that Kansas City do. You know, Russell Wilson would look a lot more like Patrick Mahomes than people may be giving credit for right now. So you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's going to make you contend every single year, almost regardless of the roster. But I think they're also they're good coaches there. You know, even when you, you see these sort of personnel holes in the roster and you see weak spots on paper, they're very good at patching those up when you get to game time. And, and you uh, obviously that's when things matter the most. I agree with you. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be a really intriguing team to watch this season. It wasn't just year one of Kyler Murray last year. It was year one of Cliff Kingsbury and his offense and figuring out what that was going to look like at the NFL level. And, you know, right at the start, we saw this a ton of 10 personnel, these four wide receiver packages, empty sets from the backfield, this hyper sort of college air raid system. And he, he kind of quickly realized that, you know, the, the full – um, the full version of that system doesn't really work in the NFL. And as the season wore on, they really scaled back how much 10 personnel they were using, and they pivoted to a more you know, NFL-style 11 personnel, three wide receiver packages um, as the season wore on. But I think really the point is that you know, they learned on their feet pretty quickly, and by the end of the year, they had this system that, that looked like it was heading in the right direction. Year two of Kyler Murray – with DeAndre Hopkins now on board, with this system now a year to, to sort of get their feet wet and figure out how the NFL works. The offense, I think, in Arizona could be really exciting this season. Real quick before I let you go, um, you talk about the opposite end of the spectrum. We talk Dallas Cowboys all the time in Texas, but the Houston Texans, they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They feel like they've made moves in a positive direction. I just don't see it. So you tell me a team that's made it to the postseason but hasn't really been able to get over the hump has been the Texans. Are they better or worse? Yeah, it's tough to make the case that they get better by trading away one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, I know it's not like they haven't replaced him with anybody. You know, They bring in Brandon Cooks, who's a you know, good, talented receiver. You bring in Randall Cobb, who quietly had you know, kind of a successful season last year. The guy had a reasonable... Um, degree of production from the slot for Dallas. So they didn't stand still even after trading him away. But, uh, and I do think, you know, there's one thing I think that could stand in their, in their favor. I do think that there's a chance Deshaun Watson is a better player without DeAndre Hopkins to lean on because I think it might force him to play the quarterback position a little more honestly. You know, when you don't have the luxury of just when in doubt, throw it at the, throw it at DeAndre Hopkins. You have to work out which one of your smaller, faster guys is actually the most open on the play and how to, how to make the most of that. I think you might actually see Deshaun Watson become a better quarterback without that safety net there. Um, but I think the team overall is probably going to hurt because of it, particularly when you consider that you know the, the bulk of that trade was bringing in David Johnson, who had been you know, an underachiever once he signed the big contract. And honestly, the Cardinals were trying to get rid of that contract in and of itself. So, yeah, I think it's tough to make the case that the Texans got better, but I think they might, by almost by accident, make their quarterback better. 
Great stuff as always, Sam. We look forward to talking to you down the road, and uh, they get back to practices and padded practices uh, beginning this weekend. So we're, at least we're going to be talking about football on the field. Good stuff, okay? Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Yeah, it's Appreciate it. Now. Talk to you soon. Sam Monson, uh, the elite NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Sam, at PFF underscore Sam. Great reads over there at Pro Football Focus as well. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.